20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to the Pack-A-Day Podcast with Steve Perhatch and Trevor Josser. I'm Josh Zirkel. Follow us on Twitter, Trevor at Trev underscore knows. Steve, what is your Twitter handle? You just changed it recently. Remind me what that is. It, it, well, just full on name, at Steve Perhatch. At Steve Perhatch, that's easy. Very simple. And I'm at Josh Zirkel. Uh, slightly less simple, but guys, we need to talk about the offensive genius of Packers head coach Mike McCarthy. Trev, the you're in Wichita now. But you're still you're still in Packers Nation, so let's not lose sight of that. But well, I, I actually this weekend I went to the Chiefs game. Oh, did um, you really? They were, they were playing the Jaguars, and they got Jaguars got smoked. And um, I will say that Arrowhead Stadium lives up to its name as the loudest stadium. Is that it right? Get real loud there, and it was a, it was a fun experience. It was rainy the first half, so we kind of explored around. But uh, third quarter, it warmed up, and it was fun. It was a good good experience. Now, so I don't know if I'm in Packer Nation, but actually, uh, Trevor, that's false. Everywhere is Packer Nation. So okay, sorry. Yes. Just for future edification, so you know. Okay. America's team, right? Exactly. <laughs> if you are within 500 yards of a slice of cheese, you are in Packer Nation. <laughs> I'm always 500 yards within a slice of cheese, or within a mile of Lambo. Then you're in Packer Nation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now you got my curiosity peaked, and, and we'll get back on topic here for a second. But Arrowhead is, if I'm not mistaken, like. Next to Lambeau, is that the oldest stadium in the NFL? I mean, that's got to be right up there. Did it feel like you were in a, a mausoleum of sorts, or is it has that place uh, been updated to some extent? It's funny that you kind of compare the two, because when I go to Lambeau, I mean, obviously they've had major renovations and upgrades, but right. I was walking around thinking, man, I wish it was like Lambeau, and I don't mean that atmospheric-wise or whatever, but there's just so much more to do at Lambeau. There's so many more things to if you want to sit down or – grab something to eat it just felt like there was nothing added on to the stadium from what it was maybe 50 years ago and i don't obviously i haven't seen it 50 years ago but right um i can see if it's if it's that old i could see where it is old if that makes sense that absolutely makes sense did how was the food it was good uh they had we went to this bar that was like underground and they had instead of ordering from a menu speakeasy you you go to a buffet style table and you just grab whatever you want and pay at the end. Oh, I like that. Except for the paying yeah. at the end part. I, pref- yes. I like to skip that yes. part whenever was there Was there brisket involved? Because I feel like if you go to Kansas City, there's got to be some sort of smoked brisket. Or... Yes. There was one part of the buffet that had a huge line. I'm going to guess that's what it was. But who knows? It was a dead okay. pig. Well, my just pull parts of it. And told me that was the best smelling stadium he'd ever been to because he just smelled <laughs> all day long. All right. Speak, uh, speaking of uh, you know pork and a pig with an apple in its mouth, uh, Michael, this I was this, is going. this was like so when the off season. Oh, we get a we get a new general manager and and Brian Gutekunst. We get a new defensive coordinator at long last, and Mike Pettin, a, a very qualified guy for that position, and Mike McCarthy, who somehow saved his job promises to revamp the offense we have a run game coordinator a passing game coordinator and then an offensive coordinator who is joe philbin by the way a retread and mccarthy is still calling the plays trevor i want you to weigh in on this when you when you hear about like oh we're going to change everything and then like the big changes you're looking to see don't happen 
is that frustrating? Do you get angry? You probably don't get angry. You, I think it would be very difficult to make you angry. But like, what are, what are your thoughts on, on what is happening with the Packers now and, and the results uh, not being what we expected for the first month of the season? So is uh, a change at play calling the main thing that everybody wanted and expected? Or was it maybe Ted Thompson leaving and Gutenkust? however you pronounce it, coming in. is that I thought that seemed to be like they did it. They, they made the move. Now anything that kind of happens is, is, is icing is on moving. the cake. Yeah, I think it was Don Caper. Dom Caper's finally that leaving. Too. That was like ding yeah. dong, the witch is it, finally dead. It would have been Dom Caper's being gone and Ted Thompson being gone. Those were the two moves that everybody was calling for. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it seems just – it's just one of those things where – from an outside perspective looking in, it's obviously the team isn't playing well and their their record is, I mean, arguably a lot worse than it should be. But, you, I mean, you could also argue that they could be one in four at this time. Um, but I am i didn't watch the game on on uh, on Sunday. Right now, baseball has my attention. I know people might get mad at me for saying that. But yes. um, I'm just looking at the box <laughs> score and 442 yards from Rodgers and – 100 yards on the ground, 5.7 yards per carry between two running backs, like, seem to be doing all right. And I think a lot of people are wondering, do we want to see more of the running game? Do we want to take the ball out of Rodgers' hand and put it into these backs who are actually producing over five yards a carry? Is that something we want? Or do we want to keep it in in the best quarterback in the league's hands? I think think it was Robert Mays on the ringer who was – Mays read up, uh, did a nice write up of the whole situation with McCarthy, and I think he was lobbying. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. He wanted he was was it lobbying for Aaron Jones for Aaron Jones to get the ball more, and then that is correct. And then it was uh, Jamal Williams and, and Montgomery that uh, got more carries combined than Aaron Jones did. I think it has more to do with the idea that not that Aaron Rodgers or the offense is not producing, but that Aaron Rodgers has to do everything, and that Aaron Rodgers, who is now one of the most highest paid athletes on planet earth right now, uh, his advice, his wishes are not being heated. I mean, just be, almost being, you don't want to say spat in his face, but the respect doesn't seem to be there. Communication doesn't seem to be there. And Mike McCarthy almost just being defiant. Maybe it's a microcosm of, of things. Maybe it's not Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are, are in a divorce. I guess they're like dividing up the China over there in Foxborough and everything seems to be fine over there because they're still beating the crap out of teams, but they just went to a, you know, a team that Sam Darnold took apart in week one uh, and got their butts kicked. Yeah. This is what I've kind of, after reading that article yesterday and then going into it and, and going through, if you follow, any of the Packaday podcast guys, there are several of them that break down the plays. And Trev, if you watch the game, like the stats are great. They are, but those were second half stats. Those were padded stats when the lines were playing too deep. And it was just here, take, take what's underneath. We're not going to give you anything big, but take what's underneath. And eventually they started getting touchdowns and slowly climbing back into the game. But part of it's, Tom McCarthy, because McCarthy seems to be stubborn and just is operating in the same mentality of 2011 of I'm smarter than everybody. I'm going to have my guys win their matchups and we'll go from there. The problem is everybody says they're not winning the matchups and Aaron Rodgers has to do everything. But you start watching some of the film from the first half of the Lions game. There are guys wide open. And I don't know if Rodgers isn't seeing it 
or what the issue is, but there are guys running wide open and he is making the wrong choice. It's not the Aaron Rodgers, the elite Aaron Rodgers we've seen for so many years. I don't know what's going on with him, but right now it's on McCarthy, but it's also on Rodgers. I was just going to say, so why is that on McCarthy then if players are underperforming? But I guess, I mean, maybe a more balanced attack would maybe take some of the pressure off Rodgers, kind of like what we've been saying. Um, I just, is it, can't we just, I don't know, can we just say that the Packers don't have the talent they need to compete at this level? Or not at this level, but compete for a playoff spot right now? I mean, for the first couple of weeks, everyone was, our defense is terrible, our defense sucks, um, our defense didn't improve, and now it's all on the offense. I, is it, It's just frustration between, uh, from fans because... One, they, you know, because they're losing. Yeah, it's not what we're used to from this Packers but team. It's, over, it's 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 the it's the Clampett truck. You got all the crap piled up on top of the truck, and somehow the truck is still going down the road. It's fine, and it's fine. But then, like one thing falls off, and then another thing falls off. It's like okay, Aaron Rodgers has a bum knee. Okay, now you're playing. You know, Valdez Scalding and St. Brown are getting a bunch of snaps now. Oh, Jimmy Graham's not doing anything. Oh, we've got an offensive line we got from Craigslist. So it's just like when Rodgers is not perfectly healthy and saving the team, that's when everything bad starts to happen. And it's up to McCarthy to get this thing working. The guy ran Brett Favre out of town and talked about what a great stable genius he was. Maybe I'm getting him mixed up with somebody else. And then Rodgers got hurt. Brent Hundley did squat. And it's just like, why does Rodgers have to do everything? I guess is is my legitimate question that I want answered it because I don't I don't think McCarthy's a value add I don't think he's a value add at all I mean I, he might even be a negative and then I don't think it's unfair to ask like why are we why do we have the most talented quarterback in a generation and our team suck I think that's a fair question you're, you're not wrong I mean it's something that if if they were winning we don't care we leave this question alone sure. it's just put it to the side, but since they are not performing the way the Packers have performed and at playoff level, especially with the Bears improving, um, it's a question that has to be asked. I think what, what we were talking about yesterday, the bigger question, why, what, what, what the hell? Why can't we play Aaron Jones? Why is he so steadfast in his defense of Ty Montgomery? To, is it because he turned Ty Montgomery into a running back? Is that why he has to play him? Vanity is Project? Jamal Williams? Like... It's clear that there is one guy who is a better running back. It's not stating that the other two are not good, mm-hmm. but one is clearly better. Aaron Jones is the best running back on this team. He needs to be getting the ball 15 times. You can split, split the rest between um, Williams and Montgomery, but man, this like this is not something that's not hard to see. And I know he came out and said, oh, well, there's more – than running the football to be a running back. And I, I'm sorry, the name, the, the word running is in, <laughs> it's in the job. Wait, what was the rest of that quote then? Isn't that the, yeah, that's the job of a running back is to run effectively. I mean, it's it's partially trying to say, you know, pass protection. And, right. Okay, you that kind of stuff. But still. You can put the other pass protectors you in. You can figure out ways to when you need to. But if Aaron Rodgers is lobbying to get you on the field, you got to think his pass protection is satisfactory. At worst, right? You yeah. gotta feel. You gotta think he's at least comfortable. Like, I, I know that this what this kid can do, okay. and we'll make it work. 
Now, I want to hear what you guys think going back to McCarthy because, Steve, you talked about we're hearing this because they're losing. Now, I know a couple of people that have, have pointed this out in the past when they were winning that McCarthy still wasn't that good of a coach and he was his errors were being masked by Aaron Rodgers' greatness. Have you guys always felt this way? Or do you agree with that? Well, what, I don't know. I, yeah, no, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say that you know when they the, the Packers departed from the uh, – the the Bill Walsh coaching crew when Holmgren left and uh, you know the 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 staff started to, to trickle out. I would say that the questions I had at that point uh, were not answered. I, I think Holmgren's credentials as a head coach, as an offensive mind, are are beyond question. Uh, McCarthy just has not blown my skirt up at all. And I know you won a world title. You know what? George Seifert's won a world title. Trent Dilford's won a world title. You know. There are times where you can just be along for the ride, and that's how I feel like McCarthy's relationship with Aaron Rodgers is. I've always believed that, even before four, I would say four or three years ago, when Rodgers literally just started like lighting up the scoreboard like it was, uh, you know, Labor Day fireworks festival at the riverfront. Uh, just ridiculous that we've not been able to get more out of Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't had enough talent around him. He spent a bunch of money on Jimmy Graham. When I can't believe there was that much of a market for him anyway. We didn't really talk about that. But, uh, yeah, just in, sh- in short, my answer is Mike McCarthy's just never done it for me. Steve, I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I think when he came into the league, he was good. He it seemed like he had that good relationship with Rodgers. They were working together, finding things that worked. And I don't know. Like, I felt like he, he early on and when he had Joe Philbin, they, they knew what they were doing. They they could manipulate players into the right spots and all of a sudden Jordy's behind the everybody multiple like 10 times a year getting long touchdowns so I think early on he had that the biggest issue I have is he hasn't seemed to adapt because he's been here for so long now that he's still running the same it seems like he's running the same offense from 2011 and I know he came out and said since Rodgers was hurt, they couldn't. They haven't been able to introduce a lot of the new schemes and things that they they have had implemented over the offseason. I, I find that hard to believe that the reason you're not doing it is because Rodgers is hurt. He can still run around. He's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that part I find hard to believe. I mean, you see Andy Reid, he's doing new things, moving on from what he used to do. I think if you want to be able to continue to coach the Green Bay Packers you're going to have to start doing different things because if it doesn't result in, I would say, a second-round playoff appearance, yeah, I don't think he's back next year. Yeah, I've said that, I said that at the beginning of the year that I think he needs to win a playoff game. And, and let me make one more point on McCarthy, and then we'll move on. Uh, and not just McCarthy, but everybody that, that Rodgers is blessed by being in his presence has go, that has left Green Bay hasn't done squat. Philbin left to coach the Dolphins, and remember you had that whole – uh, Richie Incognito locker room gate thing, and then who was the douchebag that was coaching the Giants? Uh, the McAdoo, McAdoo, who was like, we all thought, oh, he's a quarterback genius, you know. <laughs> Manning's numbers went down. That locker room went straight to hell. They finally cut Eric Flowers over there. The guy's just absolutely wasted. It's a top to ten be pick. Fair, McAdoo had the best hair in the NFL, though. The best or the worst? <laughs> oh, it's hands down the best, man. Like oh the my Slick back. Yeah, that was good, man. I liked it. So, but I mean, that's just like everybody, Aaron Rodgers makes everybody look great. And then once they get away from Aaron Rodgers, you know, Mike McCarthy with Brett Hundley. I mean, same thing. It just, you know, the emperor has no clothes. 
So where do we draw the line? Steve, you said two. He has to make it to the second round. Josh, you said he has to win a playoff game. I say he should be out if they don't make the playoffs. That's just me. Yeah, I think so. Is it like NFL is the only sport where they don't have that, or they have such a long leash for coaches? I feel like in any other sport, I'm going to make the comparison with baseball. I mean, the Yankees were a couple wins away from the World Series last year, and they fired their manager. It's like, yeah. what do we have to do to get this guy out? Like, I don't get it. Well, I think some of it's dependent on the market. And I think when you have an yeah. NFL team that's that's just so well-supported no matter what happens, you're reluctant to change anything. You know, yeah, that makes sense. In a market like New York. You know, and the other thing with the Yankees, like the Yankees aren't competing against necessarily the Red Sox or the Orioles. They're competing against Broadway. They're competing against the Mets. They have to make headlines. So, like, sometimes firing somebody, especially when it's inexplicable, like, that can be good because you have people talking about your team. I don't know if yeah. that really translates well to uh, the NFL or in a small market like Green Bay. The small market, quite frankly, with all due respect, it to Salt Lake City. I mean, that makes sense. Who knows? No, I mean, think about it. Think about, like, what we talked about earlier this year about jerseys. It's the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're going to upset some Bay, people. You're going to upset some Packers are tried and true. They are a flagstone of the NFL. We're the old, or, you know, we're one of the oldest franchises in the NFL and everything like that. They don't just go out and make knee-jerk reactions. The same reason Mason Crosby's still on the team. You don't make, they don't make the knee-jerk reaction. They yeah. did it one time, what, what they did. They hired Ray Rhodes for a year. And as soon as they knew that was a mistake, they're like, nope, we're done. We need to make sure we get the right hire this time. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I think that's the reason he's, he's been around long enough because they continue to win. And perennial playoff teams making the playoffs was it eight or nine years in a row? Right. That's something that you, it's very hot, difficult to fire a team, fire a, a head coach that can do that. Guys, we have a we've kind of over, gone over time, but let's point our our spears toward the San Francisco 49ers in a a Monday night matchup, which could be pretty good, might be kind of disappointing, and really just could suck. Give me your thoughts on uh, a team that has uh, their backup quarterback in C.J. Beathard, or as I like to call him, C.J. Beathard, because that's how he basically spells his mm-hmm. name. Uh, a, a very good defense, but a team that, that's in that rebuilding phase. And I think some thoughts on the 49ers, guys, if you got them. Uh, I think this is an absolute must win for the Packers. Um, going into the bye week to get some confidence. Yeah. Uh, you, like you mentioned, Beathard is starting. Garoppolo's out. Isn't there? Isn't Matt Breda, Breda out too? Um, so I thought maybe he was a little banged up. He's questionable, up. I, I believe. Could have right misread that. But um, so, even so, they're a little banged up on offense. But you got the Rams and the Patriots coming out of the bye week. And uh, with the way we're playing now, I don't know if those are going to amount to much. So... Um, I, I expect the Packers to win, and I they need to win. Steve, what about you? Yeah, I'm I'm not going to go out on a limb on this one because I expected them to win in Washington, and I expected them to win in Detroit. So right. it's not a good sign. I don't know. Uh, good thing they're playing up a bank against a backup quarterback. For me, it'll be interesting. I'll be I'll definitely be watching the game. I'll have the laptop up with the Brewer game on, so I'll be splitting duty between those two. I mean, <laughs> Steve doesn't care. Man. Steve's yeah. checking out the baseball. It's like whatever. Are you kidding me? The Brewers could go to the World Series, Jack. This is <laughs> Call me this in November. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's uh, I I completely agree with Trevor that they have to win this game if they're thinking about the playoffs because their next two games easily could be lo- 
could be losses. So they need to make sure they at least go into the bye thinking positively with a win under their belt. The line is Green Bay minus nine and a half. Would you take yes or no real quick? Would you take that nine and a half if you're San Francisco? Uh, it, is the game at home or is it away? It's at home. It's at Lambeau. Oh, it is at Lambeau. Oh, yeah. it's at Lambeau. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, Packers uh, win. Packers win. Packers win, but do not cover. Okay. Yeah, I go with that. I go with that. I'll take that nine and a half. I think it's gonna be. Um, you know, it's a good. It's a good test. This is. A, this is a pretty I good defense. The, I think the Packers will cover. I'll, I'll go out on a limb. Oh, oh, okay. Well, little then then for the Brewers fan. Very <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> Once once they cover, then you each have to send me something from your respective cities. Oh my gosh! And, uh, yeah, yeah, a little bet. We'll have a friendly wager here. Yeah, we get a, get a piece of uh, tumbleweed from Wichita, and I'll send you, uh, <laughs> you know, an old Bud Light bottle from here from from Northern Alabama. How about that? You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, free stuff. Free stuff's free. I mean, I like it. I'll, I'll wrap it in bubble wrap. It'll it'll get to you. A tumbleweed piece. Bud Light. Cheese bet? Is that what we have? Here, I'll, <laughs> send, I'll send you some cheese. Little, little gorgonzola. Right. Or whatever they have up there. All right, we're out of time. Sort of. I mean, time's a social construct in the podcast world, but uh, we will have a new show for you tomorrow. Steve and Trevor and I will have a new show for you in two weeks. We thank you very much for making us part of your podcasting experience. Uh, we hope you continue in, to enjoy the Pack-A-Day podcast. Uh, until we talk again, We'll see you on the internet. Take care. Graham wide to the right side. Slots it up to the left. Adams and Scantling to the left side. St. Brown on the slot of the right. Snap to Rogers. Takes the handoff, throws the left side of the end zone, wide open, Valdez, Scantling, touchdown. And Rodgers signals to the sidelines, go for two. Power eye formation for Green Bay. Rodgers under center. And the fake to Jones, Rodgers throws right side. He's got Kendricks tumbling into the end zone for the touchdown. One yard touchdown pass to Lance Kendricks. Snap to Rodgers, looking around on second down. Throws the left side of the end zone. He's got Devontae. Touchdown. Devontae Adams, 12-yard touchdown reception. Packers jump back in it. It is 31-20. Rodgers takes the snap. Pump fakes left. Goes long, left side, in the seam. He's got St. Brown circle routes outside the numbers 40, 45, 50. Down the left sidelines, accelerating to the 30, and then pulls out from behind, inside the 25, at the Detroit 23-yard line. Wow, what a play that was by the rookie. My goodness, 60-yard pass play.